It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. On your Monday episode of Locked On Raptors, the Toronto Raptors lose in heartbreaking fashion to the Atlanta Hawks while down six of their 10 best players. We will dig into our big takeaways from the game. We'll talk about why this is actually probably a loss you can feel good about despite it stinging in the moment. We got the good, the bad, and the hmm, and so much more as you're used to on a Monday here with Vivek Jacob of Raptors.com. It's all coming up in just a second. Thanks so much for hanging. Oh, like, because when I shot, I expected to make it. So, like, I don't shoot kind of miss. You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on? Welcome to episode number 1286 of Lockdown Raptors for Monday, November the 21st. I'm your host, Sean Woodley. You can find me on Twitter at WoodleySean. You can subscribe to my Substack newsletter. It's called Post Touches. Just go search it up on Substack. Hit the big subscribe button there. It's free, or you can pay a small sum. It's appreciated either way. Uh, and I've also been covering the Raptors for nine seasons, so thanks for being along. You can go and subscribe, follow, rate, and review the show for free on your favorite podcast apps. You can also go to YouTube and hit the big red subscribe button over there you can't miss it and it helps to support the show big time when you go ahead and smash that button so thank you very much for doing so all right on today's show we are digging into a not so fun but also very fun loss to the atlanta hawks depending on how you kind of view it i think with a couple of days of distance it's maybe a little bit more fun in hindsight i was having a great time on saturday myself until you know things went awry at the end of overtime we'll get into all of it on today's show with our pal vivek Jacob from Raptors.com, who is here. But first, got to tell you about our friends over at Prize Picks. Today's show is brought to you by Prize Picks. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. All right, let's get to it. Big V, Vivek Jacob wearing his uh, Netherlands kit coming into this one, uh, right? It's very orange. I'm, I'm seeing Netherlands, right? Uh, yep, yep, yep. I suppose, looking at it, it could be one of the three Lions, but it's not. Uh, I do have to ask you, though. Wesley Snyder with, uh, jersey. Oh, that's a beauty. We love Wesley Snyder. Uh, the Dutch, always fun. Um, also, before we dive into the, the, the I'll have my Canada jersey ready for Wednesday. Don't worry. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I will, too. Um, but before we dive into the basketball level, I have to ask you, we're on the heels of uh, England beating Iran, what, 6-1 at last check? I don't know if they got six a seventh two. in in stoppage. 6-2! Wow! Unbelievable! I have yeah, to ask you, cool. is it coming home? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing better than the English getting some hope early. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's usually um, how, it'll, how it'll do you, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I it, No, it, I think it's going to be... Like, you fully expect them to coast through the group stage. They are the best team of the four. But mm. I think that first test in the round of 16 is going to be interesting. It'll be either Netherlands or Senegal, maybe Ecuador. And I think 
especially if it's the Netherlands, that's going to be Woo! that's going to be a good game. <laughs> juicy, juicy stuff. It would be a lot of fun. Uh, we all, of course, know that Wales is going to top the group. Go Dragons, et cetera, et cetera. Gareth Bale is my favorite person alive. All right, let's dive in now, shall we, to a, a Raptors game against a team who does not have my favorite person alive. Trey Young, uh, who, you know, won the game for the Raptors with a very good play at the end of the game in overtime after the OG Ananobi free throws. AJ Griffin laying it in with ease, with no contest, as Scotty Barnes was spooked into going to try to run Trey Young off of a pull-up three attempt. Uh, uh, lots went into that. We'll we'll examine the sort of end of the game and what went wrong for the Raptors. We'll talk about the end of regulation, I'm sure, as well. But just kind of want to get your big impressions overall from this game, Big V. Because for me, now that there's a couple days worth of distance, now that you know you don't have to be so mad about the final result, I kind of feel like this is a loss you can feel good about. Of course, we knew the injury situation going in. Six guys from their top ten not available. And I thought they acquitted themselves really nicely. And I think we've talked about the last couple times you've been on the show, Big V, is the effort, the consistency of just sort of sticking with it and trying hard for long stretches of the game. And you cannot fault these shorthanded Raptors for the effort they put in against the Hawks, to be sure. Basically rolling with a seven-man rotation. You get three guys over 40 minutes. Scotty Barnes plays 46 in this game, including uh, also going out for a sec after rolling his ankle. Uh, I think there was lots to good lots of good to pull from this one big v what were your overall impressions from the loss to the hawks 124 122 in overtime yeah i think the main thing is i feel for them i felt like for the most part they played really hard um mm -hmm. and you know they gave everything they had uh i watched the game back if there is a stretch of disappointment i feel it's the way they came out to start the third quarter just yeah, yeah. a bunch of easy transition buckets for the Hawks. And mm -hmm. so I think that's one area where you look at and say, well, that sucks, right? Um, the yeah, Hawks I, were I begging to be buried right there. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, right? And it was, in some ways, I found it, obviously this team right now is shorthanded, but in some ways I found it a bit similar to that road game against the Nets where, the Raptors had opportunities to kind of step on mm -hmm. the throat and create a bit more separation. And sure. they kind of just let go of the rope or stepped off the gas a little bit. And before you know it, it's a tie game or it's a two point game and you're really in a battle. And mm -hmm. so that element of it, uh, I found. And yeah, like you look at the final play, Scotty basically thinks Trey is Kobe and is going to shoot it no matter what. And, rushes over and there were warning signs before uh with aj griffin i mean like there were multiple times where he leaked out and you really have to be had to be conscious of him um so i think that aspect of it is a bit disappointing but overall there were several moments right like in terms of feeling unlucky like the Juancho dunk, that was a marginal call where you where you're calling it back. Um, Bring but, in FIBA basket interference rules today, <laughs> please. Oh my God, we're not children. Let's just let people dunk it when it's on the rim. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, uh, and you know there was the OG catching the ball in the corner and stepping out of bounds before he drives in. Um, mm. Several plays like that uh, that you probably look at and wish you had back. But yeah, overall, 
you got to be proud of the effort. You got to be proud of the performance. And it just sucks that there's so many little things that you can pick at that would have changed the result. Absolutely. Even just Scotty Barnes dunking it on the final play as opposed yep. to trying to lay it up at the end of regulation. Although I think I'm not the first person to make this point. You know, this was just after coming back into the game after leaving briefly after rolling his ankle. You don't know if that affected his burst or his ability to go up or whatever. Um, certainly seems like it could have been baked into it, uh, considering most of Barnes's missed shots in this game and struggles in this game came after he came back from going out with the injury. Credit to him for even coming back. I did not think we were seeing Scotty Barnes again in that game after he left, and I was feeling uh, pretty upset and scared and sad about what his outlook was going to be. So I guess that's a silver lining, is that he came back and played. Um, we'll see, I guess, as we get some reports this week as to what his status will be for Wednesday against the Nets. But yeah, just um, I, I thought this a game... until now. <laughs> <laughs> not expecting that to change we love it uh yeah i i think this game really you know for me if any if anything from this game i feel like it illuminated that the raptors are a better basketball team than the hawks at full strength and like i don't think there should be any worry about the hawks as like an opponent of the playoffs in fact i am begging for a four five raptors hawks matchup because I feel as though the Raptors might do to Trey Young and the Hawks what Trey Young and the Hawks did to the Knicks a couple of years back, which was expose them as fugazis. Because uh, I just I don't see it with this Hawks team and the fact that they needed the final play of the game to bring down the Raptors in this one is I, I think a little bit telling of sort of the quality of that squad. But um, as far as the final play goes. I don't even know like if you can hit put all the blame on one person's shoulders squarely. I know Scotty's the one everyone's upset about. He did he sort of weirdly tracked Griffin and then totally left him alone uh, to go and challenge that Trey Young shot. But also like why is Trey Young being granted free access? So it's basically one guy defending two guys forty feet apart. That seemed a little bit weird. You know why not just have your guys sit back and kind of like a gimmicky defense why even worry about the rebound i guess you were worried about og missing but man um feels like there was a happy medium to find there with the way they covered that final play but that said i don't know how much i can really largely just unprepared right like yeah the totally. hawks it's had just... a play ready you saw the yeah. screening action up top and the raptors weren't ready for that and yeah. yeah i think that's something where over the course of the game you know the way they started the third quarter all of that like you if you were to group it all into one thing, it's the attention to detail, right? And sure. Then, and so those little things where you sort of let it slip, lead slip, all that, that's probably what I'd put it under. I'd also probably chalk it up to uh, exhaustion. I feel like that has to be kind of figured in this as well. Like not to, you know, give guys passes or whatever, but again, like OG, Barnes, and Fred all play 42, 46, 44 minutes respectively. Uh, they, not only were they playing heavy minutes, but they were doing everything right like forced to guard trey young forced to run the offense like those three guys had everything kind of flowing from them for 48 or i guess 53 minutes or whatever it was like i could understand maybe being a little bit flustered at the end of a game and not having like the exact attention to detail you need to defend a play like what the hawks drew up i can't really get all that mad about it it's upsetting and disappointing they lost in that fashion to be sure um and to give trey young the moment where he can wave at your bench is certainly not ideal but i i just i don't know if i can you know, with Scotty, like, oh, you instinctually go out to stop Trey Young from pulling up after he burned you with an exact shot like that two different times in crunch time. Like, 
I, I kind of get it. So yeah, not not the best in terms of like leaving a sour taste in your mouth to, to close the game. But on the sort of balance of play, I thought the Raptors were the better team. I thought they were really inspired in this game. And that, I think, is worth taking away. We're going to continue on here and dive into what I think is kind of the the silver lining of this stretch of having none of their players available. Of course, they're 4-4 four and four now without Pascal Siakam. They're treading water just fine. And I think in particular, seeing what Christian Coloco and Malachi Flynn did and also couldn't quite do in this game against the Hawks, I, I do think it has a lot of importance for the team going forward here. We're going to get into that in just one second here. There will also probably be some Thad Young praise sprinkled in somewhere because, God, I think I'm in love with Thad Young, Big V. Uh, it's a problem. We're going to continue on and get to that in just one sec. But first, I want to tell you about Better Help. This show is sponsored by Better Help. And look, it's a hard time of year. It's dark early if you're living in the northern reaches of our continent uh, because daylight savings time is a scourge. And look, it's difficult to get yourself right and also difficult to navigate the very difficult machine that is you and your brain. But that's why therapists are here. Therapists are trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions and learn productive coping skills, which makes therapy the closest thing to a guided tour of the complex engine called You Better Help has connected over 3 million people with licensed therapists. It's convenient and accessible anywhere, 100% online. I've not done therapy myself, but I know plenty of people who have, and it's worked wonders for them. And I'm very much looking at it as someone who is very seasonally affected at the current moment, and I'm looking into it as well. Uh, it, it really is worth your time to invest in yourself and try to take care of you, because if you're not taking care of yourself, you're not able to be there for the people around you either. As the world's leading therapy service, BetterHelp has matched 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online, plus it's affordable. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with the therapist. If things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. It couldn't be simpler. No waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash locked on NBA. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on NBA. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and locked on NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, we continue on here with your first listen of the day. Sean Woodley, Vivek Jacob, Big V Monday, breaking down the Raptors' loss to the Hawks. And what I kind of want to get into now, Big V, is the sort of nice silver linings we're seeing from not having any players available, I suppose, and sort of thrusting guys into not only minutes, but heavy minutes and important minutes, high leverage minutes. And particularly in the case of Christian Coloco and Malachi Flynn, I thought Saturday was like a really important night for both. Let's start with Coloco, who in this game goes for seven points, 11 rebounds, an assist and four blocks, 30 minutes, two of four from the field, gets to the line six times as well. Would like to see it better than three of six, but still. Um, 
I thought, what a trial by fire for Christian Coloco in this run, right? He doesn't start. He ends up playing 30 minutes. I thought this was a good call by Nick Nurse to kind of go Coloco over Wancho late in this game, slide Thad to the four. Um, as great as Thad was in this game, he just clearly didn't have the size and the rim protection chops to handle the Clint Capella, Onyeka Kongu at the rim with Trey Young barreling down the middle of the floor. It's difficult to guard that pick and roll combination. And, you know, Thad did his best. And, and I thought Christian Coloco kind of getting thrown into that fire. There were mistakes, to be sure. There were tough shots made over him as well. But there were also a lot of really nice flashes of excellent pick and roll defense. A couple blocks on Trey Young here and there. Uh, what were your thoughts on the way Coloco navigated a very difficult circumstance for a rookie big man coming in to have to defend probably the best pick and roll guard in the NBA right now in Trey Young? Yeah, I think your points about both Coloco and Flynn uh, are good. I think with Coloco specifically, you could argue that he kept the Raptors alive down the stretch in, hmm. in that fourth quarter, right? Like with offensive rebound after offensive rebound. Um, totally. Sure, you know, there was some of that miscommunication regarding Trey Young uh, on screens, and, you know, you see him drop, and Trey Young's going up for the three stuff like that, uh, he just needs experience, right? And I think mm -hmm. these are the games that you look at and say long-term, they're going to be a major boost for his career. He's going to learn from it. He seems to learn very quickly. And yeah, for the most part, uh, I thought he held his own. I thought he did a really good job. Um, it, you know, a couple of those blocks that he had were, were really nice as well. So, mm -hmm. and you expect that from him. So I think on the whole, you know, he's going to have nights uh, like these. He's going to have nights where, you know, he picks up five fouls in like 10 minutes. and <laughs> yeah, Five fouls in 30 minutes on Saturday. What is the <laughs> progress, baby? <laughs> or, you know, it, it, that matchup when, with uh, Alper and Sengun where he was struggling. All those things are going to happen over the course of this season. And, yeah, this is just about, you know, I call it information gathering where it's like you're just putting all this stuff together to know what this league is like. And he's definitely got the tools to take that information and grow with it, grow with it, grow from it. Absolutely. I, I think, you know, you're only going to learn how to do this stuff if you are thrown to the fire. Right. And I think, you know, the circumstances are what called for it. I, I also think, you know, he's probably the only guy on the team who you can trust to kind of be that really big, long rim protector deterrent who can potentially even guard pick and rolls with his length, you know, kind of do the sort of toe the line type thing that we see a lot of the best bigs do. There's no one else on the team that can really match that skill set. No one else is that big. And so you're going to have to see it. There will be moments down the stretch of the season, I'm sure, where Coloco's called upon for a specific matchup for this very reason. And it was nice to see him get a shot. In this one, I, I would imagine he probably would have gotten a shot if they were at full health as well, just considering he's the only guy who could kind of match up size for size with that team. But yeah. Uh, and the home game, we saw him start, right? And he looked very good in that one. Absolutely, yeah. He, he, he's, um, I mean, the Hawks make everyone look good, I guess. Uh, <laughs> Malachi Flynn, let's talk about him. 28 minutes for him, 7 to 12, 3 to 6 from downtown. Some self-creation going on, mid-range jimmies, all of the nine yards, five boards, three assists, two steals, a plus nine in this game, 17 points. Probably one of the best games we've seen from Flynn uh, 
as a Raptor, I would say. You know, it's not like, you know, he's had some moments. He won a rookie of the month in the fake garbage time part of the season, all of that. But uh, what were your thoughts on Flynn? And do you think he's playing himself into more of a regular rotation spot we've been clamoring for a steady backup point guard play on this team for a long time you know reasonable people can disagree as to whether or not like the siakam barnes duo is the answer to that more so than a regular backup point guard but uh really nice to see flynn showing out the last few games here he's been pretty consistent when he's been in there obviously didn't play on wednesday in the game against oh god my bread the heat uh, but otherwise he's been playing quite a bit late lately uh, and i think the hawks game was kind of his best what were your thoughts on flynn's performance i think if anything he has done enough to get nurse to be less stubborn about how he wants to Flynn operating on the court. I think he's done enough on ball where, you know, Nick's got to look at it and say, okay, there's times where I do have to just like let him cook. And I think, you know, those few opportunities where he was able to, you know, break guys off the bounce and pull up for that mid range shot and knock it down. um, Maybe that's something he wouldn't have had the allowance to do last season where Mm -hmm. it was very much, Hey, we only want you catching and shooting, you know, pushing the pace when you get it off the glass or, you know, you're receiving an inbounds, whatever it is, that type of stuff. But I think he's shown that, you know, he can get the ball. The Raptors can look pretty stuck in the mud in the half court and he Mm -hmm. can get you a shot. And so Mm -hmm. I think Nick has got to be a little less stubborn in terms of the role that he envisions for Malachi Flynn and saying, Hey, Getting the best out of Malachi can also help get the best out of this team as a whole. Absolutely. And I think, you know, I do think we've seen the Raptors maybe run a little bit more pick and roll this season, considering the arrival of Coloco, the fact that Thad Young's good on the dive, the fact that, um, you know, it just seems like the obvious way to try to, you know, grease the wheels of your half-court offense. We know the Siakam-Fred pick and roll is always going to be a thing they run. And if it's part of your identity a little bit more, not to say that they're a full-time pick-and-roll team or anything like that, they're not the seven seconds or less Suns where it's spread pick-and-roll every time down, but, you know, the fact that they're doing a little bit more, I think, kind of gives a little bit more in terms of opportunity for Flynn to get comfortable within games. Uh, I, I think I've said on this show that Christian Coloco might save Malachi Flynn's Raptors career, considering it is now like a pick-and-roll partner for him to operate with. Um, yeah, I, I think it was... Uh, really nice to see and i'll continue my sort of take that i've started on the last week here but i think long term this season as much as delano banton was fantastic against the pistons on monday and obviously it sucks that he's out with injury right now i think flynn over banton is going to be the thing for the season like i i really think flynn just does more that the Raptors need desperately. Banton kind of offers a bit of surplus to requirements with some of the stuff he does, considering everyone else does a lot of that stuff and have and he has similar Unless struggles. Unless he's knocking to, down the three. See, I just don't buy the three. I, like, I, I guess that's, you know, a couple of nice three for seven stretches. That's cool. But he also goes one of six in the game on Wednesday. And I, I do think... You know, I, I just don't trust the stroke. And I think Flynn's got a way more established track record of being a three-point shooter, even though he struggled in his career. Um, you know, it just looks better. I was just going to say, like, does he? <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, Captain 45 true shooting or whatever uh, from the last couple of years. But no, he's, I mean, I do think the shot does just looks better and it's a little quicker and I trust it more than I trust it with Banton. And, um, you know, Flynn can kind of hang on defense, which for like to credit him, he did a good job with that a couple times on Trey Young one on one. Like I, I thought it was a really nice game all told from Flynn on both ends. And I really think that he's playing himself into consideration for rotation minutes when they're even at full health. It's just, I can't believe I'm saying this considering I've been totally out on the Flynn bandwagon for like two years now, but he is certainly playing at a level where he's worthy of minutes at the moment, and that's great to see. Um, Last note on the sort of idea of this being a positive time for the Raptors to kind of figure things out that will end up benefiting them later once they're fully healthy, ideally. Um, We saw OG and Scotty carry a massive creation burden in this game. and for the most part, it was really effective. I know Scotty struggled at the end of the game, but that shouldn't undercut how excellent he was, I would say, during the first three and a half quarters until he went down. Um, and then OG, I mean, the dude is just a walking paint touch. He is incredible. You get him going downhill, there's not really a whole lot you can do, and it feels like he's starting to understand that more. Um, quick thoughts on OG and Barnes and the way they handled this extra creation burden. We'll get into the next segment in my hmm, a reason why I'm a little bit concerned about, or not concerned, but like excited for the return of Pascal Siakam as it relates to OG and Scotty. But for now, uh, they're doing a pretty damn good job kind of filling in with the massive creation burden without Siakam. Uh, what say you on that? Yeah, I think with... Scotty, it's been a bit of a process for him understanding what this team needs without Siakam, yeah. how the defense is playing him without Siakam and responding to that. And I think he's continued to learn and grow in that role. And we've seen, especially these last couple of games, him really thrive in it. Um, you know, Atlanta's defense notwithstanding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I think with OG... You, you can see it. it's like there is a bit of that coming together of as opposed to the Raptors really trying to funnel him into a role that he's not entirely comfortable with. He's looking more and more like, yeah, this is something I want to do. This is something I can do. And mm-hmm. I think there's more conviction uh, in what he's able to do off the bounce and he's getting to the rack. And man, those drives where he's finishing with the left um there was the one where he like it looked like he was stuck and then all of a sudden he's finishing with an up and under yeah and (laughs) so those finishes are really exciting and you're right pascal comes back that is gonna open up so much more for these two but within you know them growing long term as well uh i think these are important reps i think they're getting better at it and that's what you want to see i would also say too what's the biggest concern we've had a lot in the last couple of years is pascal and fred play too many minutes they're asked to do too much they can't survive without them on the floor uh this is setting the raptors up to be able to more effectively stagger if you have og and scotty comfortable running the offense which they were really really good at for long stretches against the hawks and like taking it upon themselves to do so that's going to benefit those in between lineups a whole lot more and i think you know again health is a huge question with this team we never know if they're actually going to be fully whole ever because it's just impossible it seems to get everyone healthy at the same time but it's just the 
I think there's going to be a lot of cohesion between like the the second units, starting units. Like it, it just feels like you're going to be able to blend these rotation, you know, decisions together really well. Find good in between lineups. You should never really have more than you know two or three of your starters off the floor at once as a result. And um, this can only mean good things, I think, down the line. As Scotty and OG again are kind of getting thrown to the wolves a little bit and performing pretty well overall. Obviously, OG more consistently. Scotty coming around the last couple of games here. I thought he was really really great up until he rolled the ankle and things kind of fell off after that but um let's continue on here we're going to go back on the other side we're going to get into our uh good the bad and the hmm from the game against the hawks the way we close out all these game recap shows we'll do that in just one sec but first i gotta tell you about our friends over at prize picks who have made daily fantasy sports super fun super easy super accessible it's not fun to play daily fantasy up against some sort of shadow expert where you don't know what the team is you're playing against is and you're just kind of at the whims of i don't know the ghosts of fantasy sports it's silly uh instead prize picks has made it so you're just competing against the projections baby that's really all it is they set a, a number for whether a player is going to score more or less than a certain point or a certain number of points or a certain number of steals rebounds whatever the stat might be and you just got to say whether that player is going to get more or less you can put two to five players in your entry and if you win on all five players you can have 10 times what you put in it's really fantastic and now they've added a sixth player that's it a sixth player that you can add into your prize picks entry and win up to 25 times your money how could you not want to do that you got the world cup going on you've got basketball hockey all of it's at the height of it right now you can go and have yourself a great time with cross sport entries and all that good stuff over at prize picks they're safe they offer fast withdrawals and they're operational in over 30 states and and Canada everywhere except for Ontario at the moment. Download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, Prize Picks will give you $100. It's that simple. Just go and check them out and enter the promo code locked on at sign up at prizepicks.com for that instant deposit match up to $100. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner. Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we continue on here, rounding out your first listen of the day with the good, the bad, and the hmm from the Raptors loss to the Atlanta Hawks on Saturday. Let's start with the good. I will go with mine first. It's the Raptors broadcast team and their very clear resentment for the Atlanta Hawks. It's just Alvin Williams. I'm loving Alvin this season. He's really seeming to come into his own in his second year on the job. And his, like... I think pretty fair dissection of what ails the Hawks when Trey Young is on the floor was once again a talking point for him. Uh, he talked about this in the last time they played the Hawks as well, but like talking about how when DeJounte Murray's on the floor, the ball moves. Everyone seems happy. Everyone touches it. It actually feels like team basketball. When Trey Young's in, maybe not so much. Whether there's validity to it, you know, I, I think you can kind of come somewhere in the middle as to sort of what the real truth is there. But I love Alvin Williams just unabashedly calling out Trey Young's style of play, uh, which I find also to be incredibly annoying and degrading to watch. And after the game, they did a little post game thing where after the loss, and 
even after a loss, Matt Devlin goes on a little bit of a rant and says, the Hawks are not to be worried about. Like, you're not worried about the Hawks at full strength. And I'm just like, hell yeah, Matty D. This is what I want from my local broadcast team. They are my good for the game on Saturday. What was your good, Big V? My good was watching Thad Young. I mean... Oh, (laughs) after my heart. (laughs) I think he's my favorite, like role player raptor since terrence ross i'm ready to say that full out loud i can't i love him so much he's incredible carry on (laughs) okay yeah no i I think he's just playing incredible basketball like and much needed with the way the injuries have come on um you know we were all kind of asking questions those first few games when he's getting the dnp cds wondering what's going on we remember how well uh he played for the raptors down the stretch of last season and now you're seeing it again and maybe even better. And I think I criticized the third quarter, um, but he was an excellent, right? He, mm-hmm. he was just making plays all over the place, whether it was, you know, an air ball three that he anticipates and he catches and puts it back up, whether it's the Raptors blowing up uh, an opportunity uh, or blowing an opportunity in transition uh, and the Hawks are going the other way and he he's able to, pick them off again (laughs) (laughs) um all these little things he's doing there's the uh, the home game before this he's diving on the floor for a loose ball i mean like if you're a teammate and you see your 16 year vet diving for a ball Mm -hmm. like that sets a precedent and and you got to follow through with that level of commitment and effort and yeah i've just really enjoyed watching him play like you know those opportunities whether he's getting the ball you know, at the top of the arc, at the elbow, and, you know, the Raptors are able to get some flex action going. Like, those are just really fun, important plays that the Raptors need right now with all the injuries. Yeah, loving Thad Young. Just the best. He makes the right play every time, even when it's a game where you're losing by three and he gets a ball with 20 seconds left or whatever and could, in theory, pull a three, but instead knows that he's a 9% three-point shooter and drives, gets a couple free throws for Coloco. Maybe you would have liked to see him pull the three. I think it was probably the the right call considering he hasn't made a three in what seems like uh, the entire season, um, which is, I guess, the one drawback. But that's the beauty of Thad Young. It's beautiful. Threes or not. He's just incredible. Uh, like the cutting, like he had the one play where OG flashed to the nail and that just had a little 45, 45 cut from the left and OG hit him for the beautiful little reverse finish. Just it's such beautiful basketball with Thad's on the floor. We love Thad Young. He's incredible. And I can't say enough good things about him. Uh, let's one go to the bad. I want to add about yeah. Thad. Yes. Um, well, let's add about Thad, please. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, I I think to an extent we see where Nurse can be a bit um, stubborn in terms of uh, his philosophies, in terms of what he wants out of his players. But we've also seen, you know, say, for example, if Chris Boucher is in the doghouse last season, the way he can fight his way out of that and Uh create a Mm -hmm. great role for himself. Now you're seeing Thad get the DNP CDs at the start of the season and now look like there's no way you can leave him out of the rotation, right? Absolutely. And so uh, for any of the young guys that are looking at the Raptors and saying, oh, I don't know how, how I can crack this rotation. Nick's just not giving me a look. There's ways to do it. Mm-hmm. 
For sure. Uh, let's go on to the bad to uh, you know bring it down for a second. I, I guess my bad will be the final player regulation where, where Scotty couldn't quite finish it. The wind was sitting right there. The, the, the rim was unforgiving. Again, I feel like the ankle must have had some sort of role there considering we've seen Scotty dunk from that position in the dunker spot about a dozen times in just the last week. That's kind of a place where he's been great at, at sort of ending up and going up and finishing. So that sucked that he didn't end up throwing down the dunk to close out the game. I do also think it sucks because I would imagine lots of folks tuned into that game just in crunch time as it was getting nutty and saw the Scotty miss and was like, oh, Scotty's the, 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 the sophomore slumps here. And like, it kind of gave me vibes of like Pascal missing all those late clutch shots in the Tampa season and everyone judging his season based upon that. I hope it doesn't happen with Scotty. It would be very silly if it did, but um, just what a bad time for that to happen considering the strength of the the bulk of his performance before the end of regulation and overtime. So a bit of a bummer there. Just go up and dunk it, Scotty. It's cool, man. Dunks are great. Uh, Big V, any uh, what was your bad in this one? So, I mean, just quickly on your Scotty point, I'll say that it, it's incredible how sports works, how basketball can work. Like, he has the incredible final 30 seconds of the first quarter. Um, he gets that buzzer beating layup that, you know, the, he gets the goal 10 call on at the end mm -hmm. of the second quarter. Uh, was it the third quarter where he got to the line as well? At, at yeah, the but the, the huge like battle for a rebound and got fouled. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's like he would trade all three of those just to get that, <laughs> the, the one oh, to yeah. win it at, at the end of the quarter. Right. And it's yeah. like, that's just the way it goes sometimes. And so um, I thought that was just really unlucky and kind of just like poetic how sports and basketball can be. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, for me, the bad, I think the transition defense, uh, the last few games has been a concern for me. Again, you know, you make a valid point in terms of, of exhaustion, in terms of, uh, you know, a shorthanded team trying to, you know, just keep it together. But if I go back to the start of the third quarter, that is not a stretch where you expect to see <laughs> fatigue be a factor, right? You're just sure. coming out of the half, expecting to start strong uh, with your main guys. And so that was a big letdown. The number of easy baskets that came in that stretch uh, was really frustrating. And, you know, when the Raptors played the Heat, Kyle Lowry was like, hey, good teams are able to enforce their style of play. Right. And I just feel like if you were to put the injuries aside for a second, um, mm -hmm. the Raptors on this season have not been able to consistently enough maybe maintain that identity. Sure. A rebuttal for you, Big V. A rebuttal. Uh, I just pulled up cleaning the glasses numbers for uh, transition defense. The Raptors are currently number one in points allowed per play. Uh, well, 108.1 uh, in transition, which is incredible. Uh, the next best team is Charlotte at 110.6. So better than two points separate them at number two in their transition defense efficiency. Uh, beyond that, the Golden State Warriors are at 111.7. Then the Kings are fourth at 115.6, a full 7.5 points worse, the difference between first and fourth, which is... Uh, Really nutty. So not Check great, obviously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this includes that's, that's the Hawks the game. <laughs> yeah, no, the, the yeah, not so hot in the most recent game, but on the whole, 
At least it's yeah. not a trend that is uh, coming back to to roast them or anything like that. Um, I just I, I needed it was a good stat. Number one in transition defense is very good. That's important. Um, yeah. Let's uh, That's why get I was to the disappointed hmm. with what they showed in the third quarter. <laughs> yeah, that's totally fair. It's totally fair. Uh, look at me. Sorry, I took the big picture of you again. I know I'm a, I'm, I'm a loser. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm just insufferable. It just never stops with the it's fine discourse. Uh, you asked let's get to the, the game, not the season. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's get to the hmm very quickly. Mine is just uh, OG's three point percentage. Uh, just keeping an eye. It's at thirty four point seven percent right now. And I think this illuminates just how bloody important Pascal Siakam is because, you know, OG, we know, is a knockdown three-point shooter for the most part, but whenever his creation burden ratchets up, the three-pointers go down, the legs aren't quite there. He was 0-6, I I think, in the game against the Hawks. Um, Not what you want, of course. That said, it's not like it's the end of the world because Pascal will come back and those shots will get a whole lot easier, but I do think it speaks to sort of the, the next level. If there is another level there that OG can take as an offensive creator, it's kind of maintaining the three-point efficiency while also having the ball in his hands a ton. It's very hard. It might not happen. It's very hard to do, but um, just wanted to note that as a little hmm, with Pascal Siakam hopefully on the way back soon, maybe we see a bit of an uptick in the three-point shooting from OG as he struggled a little bit lately. Uh, Big V, what's your hmm to round it out? I hmm is is this By the way, almost- I love how awkward and terrible it sounds when you have to say the the hmm part. It's a uh, the the segment is really doing exactly what I intended it to do. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> Let me say it again. My hmm is wondering whether this hobbled stretch mm-hmm. is going to look a bit like that 2019-20 season where Ooh. you had Kyle Lowry go down, mm-hmm. Serge Ibaka go down. And you're looking at the bench saying, Nick hasn't played any of these guys. Yep. And you discover Rondé Hollis Jefferson. You find Chris Boucher getting into a groove um, and a lot of fun stuff that came with it. And so you look at this stretch now, the way that young has got back into the rotation, Malachi Flynn showing glimpses, um, you know, Delano Banton had that great Mm -hmm. game against the Pistons. Is there going to be, you know, that opportunity where when this roster is healthy, Nick is going to be able to look at what is happening in a specific game and say, yeah, I know that Delano is the one to help me here. I know that Malachi is the one to help me here. Mm-hmm. And I think that is going to be uh, something I'm watching for uh, once everyone is healthy. I am totally with you there. I feel like you know, Nurse talked about, I think at the start of the season, about how he'd like to sort of use the back end of his bench differently depending on what the matchup calls for it. And that didn't seem terribly possible when he had eight guys, seven guys you could trust. But if you have 11 or 12 guys you can kind of go to and know that they bring a certain skill that is tailored to a certain situation, that's one of them good problems is, oh no, how do I play all these guys every night? Maybe you don't, but you have pockets where you can get them into games and hopefully get some success. I, I think that's a, a good call. I would not be shocked if we end up looking back on this stretch as sort of a, a, as you know, kind of what I was talking about in the second segment. Frankly, is you know, is this ultimately a good thing? They've weathered it pretty well. You hope Siakam's not too far off. Uh, we haven't gotten word yet. It's been over two weeks since the injury, though. I think it was always ambitious to think it was just going to be two weeks with the groin thing, especially when they said he'll be reevaluated in two weeks. So we'll see. Maybe they get him back this weekend against the Mavs. Maybe it's as early as 
Wednesday. Who knows? But uh, yeah, can only be good things. And for you to have this sort of rash of injuries early on, it's the time you want it to happen, I suppose, where um, you can kind of get looks at other guys and kind of assemble your plans accordingly for the rest of the season once you kind of get your guys back. And hopefully, and you're in a stretch of three games in nine days right now. Oh, it's, it's, it's nice. It's very nice. It's uh, very, very relaxing, I will say. Uh, <laughs> I've been to, you know, just a little break from games every single night because it seemed like there was for a while there. Uh, we're going to wrap it there. Thanks so much, Big V. This was a lot of fun, as always. Uh, good people out there. Where can they check out your stuff? What you got cooking? I know you got lots right now as the World Cup is going on. Yeah, so the usual stuff at raptors.com. But in addition to that, there is World Cup coverage that you can find at CTV uh news.ca and yeah i'm juggling both for the next month so it's a fun time for me and hopefully you guys will enjoy the coverage and you can find everything i'm doing uh on twitter at vivek m jacob Go do it. Uh, you can find me at Woodley Sean. You can subscribe to Post Touches, my new newsletter. I will have a post this week. I know I said I would last week and didn't. Uh, I got busy, okay? But I'll be talking about Thad Young at some point this week because I am so head over heels all of about that fad uh so we'll have that later this week uh you can find the show on your favorite podcast app subscribe rate review all that good stuff you can go to youtube hit the big red subscribe button that's much appreciated when you do that as well and we will wrap it there go make your second listen of the day locked on sports today as pete bukowski breaks down the biggest news in the sports world each and every morning in 22 minutes or less it's a wonderful wonderful show for you to go check out so do that we'll round it there have a good one everybody bye-bye up holland up Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.